Yo, what's up, everybody? It's another exciting episode on Open Mic Radio Podcast. Uh, I'm going to run it back. Uh, I'm about to run it back real quick. I, uh, I'm on my Twitter. I do a lot of tweeting now. I'm getting my I'm getting my tweet game up. Uh, I think I'm doing pretty well as well. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but uh, so I see a lot of the. Uh, tweets and stuff like that. I want to play this particular one where it says, um, and I may not be saying his name right, Tariq Nasheed, uh, suspected white supremacist Karen flipped a black man off in traffic, called him the N-word, and then followed him. When he followed her and filmed her, she went into white supremacist performative art and pretended that she was being physically attacked. These Karens are dangerous. Um, as they say on MSNBC, I'm going to play the footage, but just know that um, what you might hear could be disturbing. Karen, are you okay? Can you explain to me calmly? No, because you're attacking me right now. I'm not attacking you. Ma'am, you flicked me off. Guys, this is her license plate number. She lives here. This is her address. She sounds like a chihuahua when she's like, no, 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 this is that true. You continue. You flipped me off. No, you cut me off and flipped me off, and now you're playing the. She's at this point, um, when my man said he was going to, this is her license plate, she runs and, and screams out, no, no, no. Um, and she tries to cover her license plate because she doesn't want to lose her job. Ma'am, would you like to calm down? Guys, she flipped me off. She literally flipped me off and then she tried to come home. She's Karen. Karen, would you like to calm down and have a conversation? Why are you? He's killing me with the fact that he keeps calling her Karen. I don't know if her name is Karen or not, but um, these Karens be tripping. Am I attacking her? Ma'am, I'm not attacking you. You flipped me off and you thought. <laughs> she keeps saying, you're going to post. You're attacking me. You're going to post. You could get away with it. You didn't think I would find you. She can apologize for calling me a nigger and flipping me off. She's trying to, she she has allies. Uh, there's a guy from the balcony saying, just leave her alone, dude, which means he's a, he's a Karen saver. You can't save them. They don't want to be saved. I'm trying to talk to you. My name is Carlos. Would you like to speak to me? This is what we get picked. Ma'am, why are you sitting here crying? What have I done to you? Ma'am, what have I done to you? So She's worried about her life being ruined at this point. She doesn't care about the fact that she flicked them off, called them an N-word, but um, continue. If, so you can go around the city and flip people off and cut me off. So you didn't flip me off. <laughs> Ma'am, you can, I can, I'm trying to let you talk. Do you know her? There's a neighbor at this point that's, um, that my man is asking, um, do you know her? Um, so you console, console a Karen. So it's now it's two Karens on the scene. It's like police officers. There's two Karens are on the scene right now. You cannot sit, she, she literally, Flipped me off. She cut me off. She I have it on camera. She flipped me off three blocks away. And then she slammed on her brakes. I have it on my Instagram. And then I got on my car. I, was like, I would like to know this man's Instagram, by the way, so I can um, get this footage. Ma'am, why are you following me? Why she literally followed me. So then I followed her back home. And I said, ma'am, why are you being harassing me? Ma'am, listen for about what? She's worried about being called a Karen and put online. I want to, I want to run that back. Ma'am, listen for about what? <laughs> Ma'am, listen for about what? 
the same or name. My name is Deja Brown. And you're, and you're listening to the Open Mic, the open mic podcast. podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh huh. That was a really time, poorly timed um, Deja drop into the theme song, but here we go. Listen for about what? <laughs> yeah. He wants to call me a Karen and put it online. My Lord. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast. 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 Man, that was exciting. These Karens are catching that work. They're getting that smoke. And I'm not saying that all Karens are created equal. There are some good Karens out there. I just want Karens to use their powers for good and not evil. Use them for good and not evil, dog. Use them for good and not evil. Use them for good and not evil. Uh, use your powers for good and not evil. Uh, Karens, 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 Karens. Use your power for good, for good. Use your power for good, not evil. No, 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 no. Are you okay? (laughs) So then I followed her back home and I said, ma'am, why are you being harassing me? Ma'am, listen for about what? He wants to put it online. What we're going to talk about today, y'all, we're talking about my man. I got my man, Kason Wilson, on. It's been a struggle to get him on because I'm irresponsible and I don't know what I'm doing from time to time. We're going to talk about um, a lot of stuff, yo. I got guests. I got guests on the second season of the Open Mic Radio podcast. I'm even going to change the thumbnail on this joint. I'm going to update it. Brand new thumbnail for a brand new season. A brand new thumbnail for a brand new season. Uh, and we're going to be right back. Don't you go nowhere. We're going to be right back for the Open Mind Radio podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, talk to him. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Greg Stevens, a.k.a. Black Mayonnaise. You're listening to the Open Mic podcast. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, let's fade this out. Let's fade this out. Yeah, and welcome everybody to another another exciting episode of my Radio Podcast. Yep, did you did, have you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? Have you? Yep, have you? Everybody gets a gold co- a gold coin if you sign up for my uh, for my YouTube channel. I'm going to put myself out there, y'all. Whatever I think of is going on that YouTube channel, whether it's funny, if it's good, if it's great. I don't care. It's going up there. I got to put content. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. It's got to go out there. Um, yeah, today's guest, we got my man, Kason Wilson. He's coming through. I just want to shout out um, Governor um, Governor Blackface, governor, <laughs> the governor of Virginia, Governor Northam. This man has done every. He's educated. He's educated himself. Uh, for all those that want to be allies to the the Black Lives Movement era, you should just follow this man's lead. He's made a mistake. He's denied being in blackface. Whatever. I don't care what you do, sir. Um, you're doing great for you're doing great for all of the um, the majority because we are the majority. We're not the minority. Don't let the media tell you that black and brown people are the minority. We're not. That's the reason why they try to suppress the vote. They try to suppress the vote because there's a lot of us. If they tell us that we shouldn't vote, if you t- listen to ignorance and don't do your research, then you will fall for the old banana in the tailpipe, the old baloney in the pony. 
you want to fall for the baloney and the pony. Then that next thing you know, you become a Karen, and then Karens start hiding their license plates, and then boom. But anyway, Governor Northam has turned voting day into a statewide holiday. He's also turned Juneteenth into a statewide holiday as well. Um, if we had leadership at the federal position, maybe from the top down, maybe we could have Juneteenth as a holiday as well. Now that folks have figured out how they could profit from Juneteenth, it's going to be a holiday one day. Maybe when Biden's in office, I don't know. I can't wait. Um, also, however, Com, I want to shout out um, Governor Northam just for just being able to uh, recognize a mistake, even if he's denying it or not. I don't care whether he's denying it or not. He's, he's learned from his mistake and he's educating himself. I saw that M- interview on MSNBC. Very riveting. And a uh, uh, lot of great things happen in Virginia. I'm, pl- I'm proud to be a Virginia a Virginia head for almost 30 some years, 30 plus, 30 plus. I've only lived in a couple of places uh, outside of Virginia, uh, but this is my hometown, uh, my home state. Uh, born and raised in the 757, and now here I am. I can't give you my exact location, can't pinpoint it, but it's, it's in the northern type. I'm in the, I'm in the safe blue zone, if that makes sense. I'm in the safe blue zone, you know, where we all drink kale smoothies. Anywho, we're going to take a small break. When we come back, I'm going to have my man Kason Wilson on. And, yeah, right here, start the claps for my man Kason Wilson. We'll be right back with the Old My Radio podcast. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of About Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mike B, and um, our guest for this evening, this man, I've known him for some years, yo. I remember, uh, we'll get into all of that, but uh, known this man for some years now. He's taken the great journey from D.C. to L.A., one of the, by far, one of the funniest comedians I've I've, I've seen and I've known. And I'm not just saying that because he's on the phone, but because that's that's real. I enjoy watching this man grow. I want you all to start clapping right now for the big homie in the studio audience, Mr. Kason Wilson. What up, my dude? Mike. Oh, Mike B. Mike Brown. What's up, man? All, 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 all the aliases together. <laughs> What's up? What's up, man? Hey, you've been very consistent with your name. I, on the other hand, have had some confusion. <laughs> listen, man, listen, man. DC is the is the name is the is the place to be if you don't know what name you want to be. We got a we got a old Mike B. We got a Doodoo Brown. We got a we got a Demond. We got a little bit of everything. You can change your name anywhere in DC if you want. Hey, hey, I, I've you know I, my name depends on the it's depending on what the name of the check is going to be. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you want me at this club? My name is Mike Brown. You want me? At, you want me at the chicken shack? Hey, I'm old Mike B. Uh, <laughs> If you, you got, if you got you run out of space on your flyer, I'm Mike B. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and, and just put me, just put me on the show. I get that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just here for it, man. Hey, dude. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, at, I, at, some, at some point, you're gonna be like old. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just gonna be O L. <laughs> give it up for old. <laughs> hey. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just I just want to say uh I had to give people their flowers while they're while they're upright and not when they're sideways. And I just want to say that um you've been a motivation for me and 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 uh, um and and a guide uh, on my career uh thus far in comedy. Just watching you um grow and learn just learn and grow and just participate. I remember uh what show was it? We did we it was it was a lot of us too. Uh, it was the you so you think you're funny contest. Sheesh. Yeah, throwback. Yeah, throwback. It was <laughs> it was like years. I still got that I still got that C D too. And uh it was like me, you, it was a few other cats too. But just to, to see the people that was on that show and see how they have grown from that time. And like you came you came in like at the last second too. I remember I was mad. I was like, oh I'm a shoe one. I'm I know I'm about to advance. It did like you came out of nowhere. And it was like you and, and this other dude and this other dude that advanced the world. And I was like, fooey. <laughs> hey, that's, 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 back when, that's back when we all had to bring 10 people. And it was it was 40 people on the show all doing three minutes. <laughs> why, why did we ever agree to this? <laughs> dude, because we was all like year one, year two, year three. 
month month six. <laughs> Week three. <laughs> yeah, man. So what's what, what you been up to, man? What you been up to since this pandemic? Oh man, it's uh crazy, man. Um a little bit of everything. Just adjusting, working from home. I think I spent like the first couple weeks just resting. Mm-hmm. Just cause um so, you know when you grind so much and probably you more cause you have kids. And so that's a whole, that's a whole different grind, but, um, just been grinding so much out here in LA and, um, just took the first couple of weeks and just chill. But after that, just, you know, this is a, it's a new normal now. So just figuring out how to stay productive in a new normal, been in the house, writing, uh, doing zoom shows. Uh, of course my podcast, the life of, please go check that out. um, and uh, just, you know, staying productive, man, to be honest with you. And then after everything, you know, that's going out on the world is happening, uh, just f- focusing on that and lending my, what I can do to that as well. So i just been staying busy and adjusting to this new normal, man. Life life may not go back to normal, man. We may not see a comedy club for a minute. Dude, I've already anticipated um, 2021, um, 2021, August. <laughs> 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 hey, man, I, I don't I don't really, I don't see it. Like, even the cat said, like, performing now is like, uh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> like, my, the, my last show was at the Improv, and I, that was with Dan Soda, right? And like even then, that's when the pandemic had just started, and people were starting to close, and they started to shrink the capacity. And like like after that weekend, it was like, all right, we're closed for real now. We're, we're <laughs> so that was like my last show. So I don't really see it going back. I don't because I mean because then because the, even then it, you're looking at what we've learned over the years is like comedy is more of a like you're in a club tight closed tight like, tightly packed you know shoulder to shoulder there's no room to breathe uh comedy clubs because that's how that's how the science works for for a successful night of comedy um we got to go back to adjust the, we got to adjust to you know like open mic style because it won't be it won't be that many people at open mic so it's like <laughs> you know yo, like how we're trained yo <laughs> after after Chappelle's thing came out it's, I think comedy gonna switch to that eventually people gonna be selling out barns and fields <laughs> like it's gonna it's gonna be a sunflower field that you like we sold out like it's it's yo the outdoor style online style it's a uh, yo it might be the move bro it might be it I'm, I'm holding I'm holding out yo I'm holding out yeah yeah. <laughs> that, that could be the old man to me though. That could be because I'm almost forty. That could be me. Just like no, I'm not. I'm not adjusting. <laughs> but that's what. That's what. That's what. That's how the old dudes who was like, "What is my space? I'm not doing that. I'm a. I'm a stand up comedian." Like those are the ones who are like making Facebook pages now. <laughs> so, hey, hey y'all, follow me on Facebook. Like they late. They like they ten years behind everybody else. So, hey y'all, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Black Planet. I got a couple clips on there. Y'all check me out. <laughs> Hey, do, do you remember? I remember, uh, like the the old heads that was in, that that was coming up with uh, with us, and we was you know transitioning into like we was already on like Facebook and stuff, and like they were like, oh, I guess I figured this out. That what? That how you? Uh, they just start asking you, hey, how you post on this on this thing? What you what you do on this? And they start tagging you and and stuff. And I I, I remember a comic hit me up after the show and was like, hey. Uh, one of the girls from the show poked me. What should I do? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, where do I even start? What am I supposed to say at this point? Are we still poking in 2020? I just want to know. No, listen, man, that's dead. Listen, listen, I'll tell you, this is how far back we go with, uh, with Facebook. Do you remember the honesty box? Yeah. Yo, that's, that's what I'm saying. If you don't remember the honesty box and you just getting on Facebook, you are way behind. <laughs> Way behind. You'll be like, the old dudes are like five years away from being like, hey, help me get a tic tac toe account. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Yo, Mike, it might it might be the way, but you might have to figure out how to bring get that online presence for real. Let people see your face. Hey, I, I might. I, I did. I did. Re, I did uh, refurbish my YouTube page. I did, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to. I'm working on the game plan now to uh, get more online content. Like even like release. I have a lot of videos on my YouTube page that are just as unlisted that I never released. That um, you know, there's like different sets that I did, and I'm just like, man, why not? 
<laughs> you and me both. My last my last official upload was October 29th, twenty thirteen. So I get it. <laughs> but, how many, like it. but how many videos you got behind the wall though that no one else can see but you? Oh man, on a monthly basis. I got a, <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got an unlisted Patreon back there waiting for people. <laughs> But you, but you know what though? My, I think my biggest problem I'm learning I'm unlearning it is that I'm a perfectionist. So if it's not on like some crazy Hollywood budget level, I always used to be the person where I'm, like, I'm not putting this out. But the stuff I do put out, people really like it and respond to it. So I'm learning like yo, just put it out. Yeah. Like just like if you go on my IG, that's stuff. That's stuff I would usually the life of K A Y by the way. That's stuff that I would usually not put out i would just hold on to it i would laugh at it but i'll be like oh this camera angle was wrong i didn't like that edit but it's like yo just put it out and people people get the point yeah i think it also shows the growth too like if you start off with a hollywood budget and then the moment that you go into a you know a, a rfd budget you're like man what happened <laughs> <laughs> But if you start off at an RFD budget, then you go to Hollywood, like, oh man, he's really he's making some bank. <laughs> they see the progression. <laughs> and I only mention RFD because it's closed now. I don't I don't I don't mean it to, oh, to take a dig. Rest in peace, RFD. Yeah, I don't mean that as a dig or anything. But yeah, that's 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 kinda I I feel you. I feel you. I, I just I just didn't like putting my stuff out there because you know the the boogeyman the the boogeyman would steal it. Oh <laughs> you, you already know. The boogeyman's gonna steal it. But uh, it's like, but if you can't put, if you don't put it out there, how is anybody going to see it? And yeah. or, or like know you. Speaking of putting it out there so people can know you, hey man, how many more under constructions you going to record before you release one? You know, I have <laughs> I have seventeen planned. <laughs> I think the eighteenth is the one that's really gone. That's the one that's gone. No, no, no. I'm glad you said that because um, actually, to be honest. I'm, under construction is actually one of my unlisted YouTube videos. The whole, <laughs> all right. So for those who don't know, uh, Mike is making fun of me because th- there was a running joke about what what uh, comedy special, what what, what uh, was going to come out first, Dr. Dre's The Chronic or my comedy special. <laughs> and, and I don't know, I didn't appreciate that joke at all. So the first the first special I recorded, um, which. Honestly, Mike. To be honest, you you inspired me because you put that you put your joint out. Your joint was so good, so clean. The joint that you filmed um, um, in DC, the um, what's it, the DC Art Center? I yeah. love that joint. That joint was hilarious. I still have that DVD. Oh, thanks, man. Um, no, that joint was incredible. And because uh, you had the boxes on the stage, and I was like, oh man, that's so dope. Like I, that's 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 what we're supposed to be doing. But um, I filmed my first special in 2012, and the audio wasn't good. I filmed a, a second special with a brand new hour of material in 2014 or 2015. And the videographer did not upload the footage from his camera until the next day. Well, he wasn't planning to do it until the next day. And then the night after the, we filmed the special, his car got broken into. Jesus. And, and, <laughs> and, and they stole all his SD cards except for one. Mm-hmm. The, the one SD card that they did not steal that wasn't in the cameras that the, the thieves stole was the video from my special. So I have all of the video, but none of the audio, like you can't hear uh, the, the sound is gone. Like people are on the floor dying, laughing, but you can't hear any of it. And then, um, we did one more in 2017, um, called, uh, my first crack at it live at HU. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, that is on, <laughs> that is one of the unlisted YouTube videos. Um, and I actually am going to release it for my birthday this year just to get it out there. Um, just cause I'm tired of these Dr. Dre jokes. So yes, <laughs> so the, to answer, I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I am, I am putting it out there. Finally. Hey man, cause you put a lot of money out there. I don't, I, I'm not counting your pockets. I don't know if you put a lot of money there or not. I don't know if you, you get, you broker some deals. I don't know your business, but I just know, I, I know the struggle of like doing that and the headache and that, you know, not for it to come out is like. Man, oh, yeah, it's, it's 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 disappointing for sure. But I mean, even we've had these conversations where it's like you got. I, I had to invest in myself. I I didn't when I started comedy. I wasn't in a position where people were, you know, knocking my door down to do an hour of material, do thirty hour, do thirty minutes of material. I've been blessed 
to get to that point now. Mm-hmm. But I've always been a, you know, brick by brick, the dream takers model, which is like either you can wait for somebody to open the door or you can build the house and decide where the door goes yourself. So, yeah. I mean, even even to watch you do that, like putting your specials out, you put your stuff out like, yo, if y'all don't want to, if y'all not trying to invest in me, I'm definitely going to invest in me. I'm not just going to wait around and wait for somebody to see to see in me what I already see. So, yeah, man, that's that's what we out here doing. And I lost a lot of money doing it, but it's uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I've learned a lot, man. And to see other people um, take that and run with it and, and make it their own, I think is it, it's worth the sacrifice to me. Yeah, I mean, everybody should do it. I I, I don't understand anybody who 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 talks themselves out of not doing it. <laughs> like I've I've had a, had a few conversations where you know some people are like, hey, man, if you do that, then all that material is burnt, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's not burnt. It's not on TV. Just out, you know. <laughs> that's, that, but that's the thing. That's the thing I don't understand when people say like the material's gone. Like, first of all, I I love what I do. I love what I've been able to do. All the credits I've been able to get. It's, it's been a complete blessing from God. Mm. If you if you walk up to somebody in Phoenix, Arizona, and like, do you remember Kason Shoebox Killer Joke? They're gonna be like, who is that? Like. Uh, uh, yeah. Nobody knows. They don't know who I am really just yet. So it's like, what are, what are we holding this material for? This isn't 1990 when you're waiting to get on Comic View. Like it's, it's yeah, it's 2020. People are posting videos from their phone, getting two million followers. Like, yeah. what are we holding it for? Write some more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all. That's all I was getting. At. Like even like if you go on Netflix, and one of my favorite comedians to watch is Kevin Hart. Boo, and um, <laughs> like his um his the uh, grown little man special it, it's like one spe- if you go like one swipe to the right there's one where he did one in in Philly another special that no one knows mm-hmm. about I forgot the name but it's the uh, the club in Philly I want to say it's Helium or something and um, it's basically grown little man so he didn't give a damn about the fact that <laughs> that he did it before doing grown little man he was like oh I finally got my Comedy Central special I'm going to do all of that material again and you all are going to yeah. watch it Cause it works. Why not? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like it's basically like having a uh, one in the chamber. Like you already is basically is it's almost like you already got your demo tape. It's like yo, I could do this again. You hear the laughter now, and just imagine if I had like five thousand more people in your budget. Yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. That's how I look at it. Yes. Yeah, do you want do you want me to not do the jokes that I did? The jokes that I know that work. I I did them for eight thousand people who know me. Around the world, yeah. Now, I, now I have access to four million people, and you want me to not do those jokes? Them, them three million eight hundred thousand people don't care about this. Like, do the, just do the joke <laughs> over. Yeah, and and if they do, be like, man, I heard the same set again. They be like, great, but this is my first time. It's, it's right. like it's like awkward black girl and insecure. It's like, well, it just reminds me of an awkward black girl. Well, I didn't watch an awkward black girl, so I saw insecure. Now I'm watching awkward black girl. Could you imagine going to Prince and being like, "Ew, this is purple rain. You ain't got no other colors." Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great album. Of course, you want to play it. Billy Jean, it would just Bill. Bill Jean, like, right. like, whatever, man. But yeah, man, you, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad it's going to come out, man. I was there for. I missed the first one where you was at Howard, uh, the mm-hmm. very first one. I mm-hmm. did see the second one where you was off U Street, and mm-hmm. I was there for that. He had Cletus open up for you. Yeah, oh, and man. and um, I remember that. Cause I remember the outfit because I remember because <laughs> it was like it was a regular outfit, and you were you were just talking about these shoes that you. That's why I knew you was really conservative with your buddy. You were like, yeah, but these shoes, these shoes got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, but these shoes though, like you really was like gingerly walking on them shoes. I was like, man, he really is gonna take those shoes back. And yeah. <laughs> he's really gonna take them back, yo. And uh I did. You, I did. You took them back? I did. <laughs> the, the next day, I took them right back to PG Mall and got my got my hundred ten dollars back. <laughs> that's that's, that's ain't coming out anyway. I can't I, I can't use them shoes. <laughs> I just remember that. I remember that joint. I just remember that set and just like 
you don't re- it's like you was in your element like you was like in like in a playground and like you had this whole thing with you and I don't know if my set I don't know if my album came out before that one or uh, the Life of Times or Oh My Beat I don't know which one came out first but I remember distinctly looking at yours and like basically like I like this and just just like the marketing part of it the, like your thought like you really put a lot of thought process into 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 building up to that to that night. I remember even the one at the Howard where you was had the Jamel um Jamel Monet playing in the background and you was like tap dancing and you was doing all these dances and they like you signed your name on the on the mirror. And I was like, he put some thought in this. Do you <laughs> do you do like a storyboard or something? Um or like how do you come up with like your themes and stuff for your specials and and, and execute? Yeah give me all yeah. the songs. Yeah give me all the songs. Just give me enough to with the whistles of the audience. No, that's cool. Um, is it are, are most is most of your audience like other artists or just people who like really love you? Oh no, just other artists. I don't. I have. I have. I call them the ones and twos. I'm I'm, I'm gaining followers by the ones. So. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think other. I think you and a lot of other artists will understand this. I think. I think what I've been really blessed to do, especially because of. Um, like being at Howard and like the professors that I've been really close to, like Alfred Jr. and all these other amazing thinkers mm-hmm. is they always told me to like, just think, don't like, don't create from a place of what you see, mm-hmm. create from a place of what you're inspired by. Like I'm inspired by, you know, you watch people like Kevin Hart who always put so much into his design, but I'm not just inspired by stand-up comics. I'm inspired by theater and movies and books and, you know, just amazing people. Like, I can be just as inspired by Kevin or Dave Chappelle as I can watching Cornel West or listening to Stevie Wonder or James Brown or my favorite artist, the Nicholas Brothers, mm-hmm. or or uh, just watching Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always try to, like, think about first when I'm creating anything – if I have my set down, I try to think of like, how do I want people to feel when they're watching this set? And I think about what my experience is listening to it. Like I know what the jokes, how the jokes move, you know, the stand up comedy side, but in terms of just creating an experience, I'm like, how do I want people to feel like, do I want people to feel like they came to see a movie? Do I want people to feel like they came to the theater? Do I want people to feel like they're at a party? Do I want people to feel like they're at the club? Those are completely different experiences. And if I can kind of narrow down how I actually want people to feel the whole time, then I can get, I can kind of cater everything from the music to what the ushers have on to like, it's very different walking into a theater where the ushers are wearing tuxedos from when they're wearing t-shirts and when you're handed a ticket stub or what what part of town the show is in, is it somewhere that's metro accessible? Like these are all things that I think through because I want people to have an experience. It's not I don't want people to laugh. I want them to have an experience. And I I, I care so much about that to the point where I think I, I try to answer myself this question. <clears throat> If I never come out on stage, usually if I produce a show, I'm either hosting or headlining. But let's say I'm headlining. If I never come out on stage, will people feel like they had an experience? Yeah. That's that's what I want from the from the from the opening acts to what the house music is to the protocol for the ushers to how people check in, to the parking. Have I given people the experience that I want them to have? To the point where if someone comes out and is like, hey, get everybody, Kason won't be able to make it tonight, they'll be disappointed, hopefully. They won't be like, oh, thank God, I can't take no more of this. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but even, if, even if for some reason I can't come out on stage and they're like, guys, that's the end of the show, people would still be able to say, like, I... I really enjoyed myself and I felt this way leaving the theater. And I, that's how, that's how I want it to be. Like there's some shows where like, for instance, I talk about a lot of deep stuff on stage mm-hmm. and in those shows, I, I may want it to feel like a party so that the end of the set isn't so overwhelming. And so I might choose or I might have a set talking about growing up in church with my mom. 
So if that's the case, I may want to have nothing but women on the show because I'm giving my perspective on a woman, but I don't want to have a whole bunch of guys talking about women. I want to have women talking for themselves. And then maybe I end the show with my perspective of my experience with the, my, the first black woman in my life. So I tried to think through all of those things when I'm creating an experience. And fortunately, I think uh, more often than not, people get it. Even if they don't, as an artist, you create things. And even if people don't understand what they saw, they still felt it. And that's all you really need. Yeah. I, I feel that last part you said, they are um, <clears throat> like even putting together the, uh, and I did um, with both of them because I was talking about family and kids and stuff like that. I always try to avoid having a man on if possible. Like I, Greg has hosted both, both shows, but I always had um, women openers because I wanted to be the first perspective. Cause <laughs> and um, a lot of times I've gotten me into trouble uh, with other comics because, you know, they're like, why don't you let me open up for you? Why don't you let me open up for you? And, um, and you know, it's like, well, the, the, the strategic reason is because of this, you know, it's not because I don't like you or I don't think you're funny. It's because strategically it just works better like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so real quick. And I think there are even some shows where I'm like, all right, listen, I do have like a 45 minute set that I do want to kind of work out. Mm-hmm. But I even think like the next show that I do, I think I'm just going to host it. And I want the black women to headline. Just because sometimes it's not my voice that needs to be heard last. Sometimes it's a woman's voice that needs to be heard. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I can't, you can't, I can't live from the politics, please. Yeah. I can't, cause you can't create and play politics at the same time. You can try, but how, how often does that work out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a, that's a tough game to play when you're trying to create something authentically. And I mean like authentic. And that's, I think that's the thing that, that I've seen you do like flawlessly, which I really appreciate watching you is like, I think you really think about what your experience feels like. And it's not, it's not going to be the same for me. Mm. I, I, I don't, I mean, you go to all of these comedy clubs, you're going to a comedy club to yeah. drink minimum, get your drinks, come, com- comics come out. We have a second show, get out. Like that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the comedy show format. Yeah. But, but when you have a space and a theater where people can come and get your experience, then it's like, all right, I want people to know what my experience is. So for some people, it could just be like an 80s R&B, you know what I'm saying, kind of feel. For some people, it's 90s hip hop. For, for some people, it's trap music. Like, it, you got to know what you have to be vulnerable enough to know what your feel is and then dig into that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, the more you start to learn about yourself, the more you can. I think if I think every comic should have a chance to produce, should invest in producing their show at least one time, even if it's super small. I think every artist, every singer, just to see what you would create when you have no parameters, like when you have nobody telling you what the venue is. You can pick your own venue. You can pick your own ticket price. You can pick what if what the stage feels like, what the lights look like, like. You learn a lot about yourself as an artist when you have to create an experience for people, and you're not just walking into another venue's experience just trying to do your thing. So, so when you say that, you mean like uh, not like a regular comedy club, but if it's like okay, anything other than a comedy club, you get to pick any venue. You could pick Joe's Chicken Shack, Joe's Joe's Crab Legs, <laughs> whatever. Hey, and, and you know, hey, just you know, create create a, create a, uh, an experience. Go. Yeah. I, you know what? I ne- you know when you say it like that, I never I never really thought about it like that because I, I I think if every I think if every comic had to do that, they would have a greater appreciation. They would open up their eyes a lot a lot more. And you get to avoid those questions for those who actually do um, their own production. If that makes sense. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. I never thought about it. These are the some of the some of the because like even when you talk about like the politics and stuff, I remember I tried to play that for like a year, and it's miserable. It's miserable. It's miserable to play politics because you're always second guessing. It's you already you already as an artist you're already second guessing like maybe your art or whatever or this joke and stuff like that. And then you're adding another layer another layer of questions 
you know, to the art. Where it's like, okay, but is this uh, is this politically correct for me to do? You know, <laughs> just like I just want to do it because I just want to perform. I just want to, I just want to, you know, I just want to do my, I just want to do what I do. You know, yeah. do my thing. I think it's, it gets weird like that. Um, yeah. Uh, how's LA treating you? Did I already ask you about LA, or I did it? No, no, no yeah. How's LA? How? Because you made that jump, man, and like you made that jump, and you like you was making that move, and then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, which, which to be honest was great. Yeah, <laughs> because people who didn't respond to your emails before have nothing else to do but to respond to your emails. Yeah, and so that, that's that's been you know honestly, LA is something that um, my wife and I when we moved here, we knew that it was going to be an investment, mm-hmm. and we will have to put a lot of work in. Um, before we saw the results that we came here for, and we are in the middle of that. It's not obviously anybody who's watching this or listening to this. Um, if you don't know who I am, then that's how LA is going. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it's going. Google me so you can actually see what my face looks like. That's how it's going. But uh, you know, we just we came here to put the work in, and over time it's going to work out. And uh, you know, it's just. Put the work in, brick by brick. <laughs> How's um? Cause I, cause your 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 wife, she um, she dipped out on, on her job to uh, and moved and moved there, and y'all like all as a unit. You didn't found the church and everything now, right? Cause y'all got like a church and everything, and, and a social yeah. circle. Yeah. Well, no, not really a social circle just yet. Mm-hmm. Um. But so my wife actually found a job. Got got promoted twice in a in a nine month uh, period. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Yeah, the day she got uh, promoted, I bombed at an open mic. So I was like, "Wow, I really need to catch up." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she, I mean, we love it. We love it here. Uh, we and we prayed about it, and we knew it was the right thing for us. Um, it was tough leaving our family and our friends and all that good stuff, but you know, it was about that time and, um, she loves it here. We love it here. And we know that we're playing the long game. So we just kind of, it definitely has its ups and its downs, like every other major city, like every other scene, like every other discipline. I, I have a conspiracy theory that I think there are politics in every single profession personally. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, LA is a good place. It's really all about who you know, and um, you know, starting to spread our wings a little bit. But it's it's been it's been a good experience so far. Definitely a lot of positives. Have for you sure? Have you visited Crenshaw? Yeah, I just went there yesterday. Actually, huh. we uh, we're looking for a house right now. Okay. And um, we look. You know, when they uh, when the realtor sends you addresses, you don't really know the neighborhood that it's in. So we went to go. <laughs> we we went to go visit a couple of houses, and we, uh, needless to say, we were doing sixty five and the twenty five. We got there really fast. <laughs> it's the, it was the it's the hood, but you know I grew up in the hood. The hood gets a bad rap. It's a beautiful place with a lot of beautiful people, mm-hmm. and I would I would like the choice to visit it whenever I leave my suburban house. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, you watch Insecure. You know, I have a good friend on the show, and have never seen an episode. Okay, the only reason I ask because she does. Uh, Issa Rae does a great job of montaging, like California's, more specifically, uh, Crenshaw. And um, on the show, it looks like it's a, a wonderful place to live. I tell you, it's <laughs> definitely, definitely worth checking out. Uh, outside of that, I don't know. Well, you know, the thing about the hood, it's the same thing in D.C. It just depends on what block you're on. You can turn a block and be on in a, like a oasis of life and health and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And then you turn, you turn the corner to the ungentrified part of the neighborhood and, you know, it goes down. Yeah. And L.A. is the exact same way. It, downtown, we live in downtown L.A. and it is, it is a jungle down here, to say the least. But it's good. It's good people here. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't. I don't want to make fun of the hood for the rest of my life. It's a good place. Mm-hmm. You know. I just. Uh, 
we're looking into other home options. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm over. I went to visit LA, and um, it's funny, man. I felt the, I felt like that that, like getting off the plane and like finally just breathing that that LA air, and I was like, man, all the all the possibilities, the opportunities. <laughs> and I was only there for like a weekend, so I could only imagine like living there, and just being in that environment. Uh, did you did do you feel that? Do you feel like? You just walked off as a, to the adult Disney World. Yeah, I mean, when I first got here, I felt the same thing. But yeah, yes. So yes, the answer is yes. You do feel opportunity everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. But it, it's very strange to feel opportunity when you're just trying to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the that's the <laughs> that's the part that's like because everybody everybody came here for something. Yeah. Other than the beautiful places like Crenshaw and Inglewood, where those people grew up there and that's their neighborhood, pretty much everybody else here is like a transplant. So it's, 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 you're living amongst people who either have hope or who've had it beaten out of them. So, and, and those are the people that we're in line with Walmart with. (laughs) So that's, that's, that is LA in a nutshell. It's just either, zombies or disney characters just waiting for their shot so yeah yeah i mean it's it's definitely not for the faint of heart because you you know in our business you know you used to hearing a lot of no's but it's it's cool walking past like the studios and all of the touristy stuff like that stuff is cool Mm -hmm. but then you get to the point where you're like all right well it's cool to ride past sony and paramount every day but i do want to go in there at some point yeah, so, you want to you want to pass? You want to you want to you want to you want to uh, what they call it? Employee badge, so you can badge. Yeah, <laughs> I would like a I would like an email with a number, like a pin number, to tell me to come in to be invited. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like anything else; you just got to put the work in at that point. So, yeah. you know, it's it's gonna happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I believe I, I believe I, and I, I said that like sarcastically, but I wasn't saying it sarcastic. It sounded sarcastic, but I was like, I really do, like, I really do believe. <laughs> like, yeah, I believe it. What up? <laughs> You'll be back in DC. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like the rest of them coming back. Uh, <laughs> like, yo, just just change your name and come back home. Just come on back, come on, come on back. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll welcome you right back on. We'll welcome you with open arms. Come on. All right. I got a I got a ten minute spot for you next week. Just just quit. Come on, man. I got to check. I got a fifty dollar spot for you. Come on, come on through. <laughs> do, as, do as much time as you as you may need. Uh, <laughs> legit. Nah, but um, nah, man. I, you you you're one of the. Uh, there's a lot of people that always, you know, you know, in this business. Like for me, I, you know, wife, kids, and everything. So like my, I'm partially like, yo, I'm one foot out, one foot in, out the door. Um, I'm I'm more I'm more building in, I'm more instilling, and in training my daughter to be able to do what I have I I basically can't do, right now because you know being a father and a husband and everything, but um. You're one of the few people when um, they said it was moving to LA. I was like, I could see that. (laughs) Like, like if anybody needs to go to LA and like and and like kill it and do it, like you're one of the few people. I was like, yeah, I know him. He's somebody. Let me look to make sure I got pictures of me and him together as as a human, so I can, you know, I get older. You know, the, you know the messed up part about comedy is that unless you're genuinely close with people, mm. and you, when you tell them you move, they don't really tell you whether they agree or disagree with your choice. Yeah. They just kind of wait for you to fail or succeed. Yeah. Like <laughs> when people be like, "Yeah, I'm moving to New York," we all just be like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Ooh," like, be like, "Now." You want to go now? You don't want to wait yeah. a little bit. <laughs> you're still in yeah, the you you're still in the oven. You don't want to cook some more. You don't want to bake a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you should maybe you should sublet instead of sell. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to sit here for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's how the business works. Though it's crazy. People who you never would think are gonna do big things end up doing it. It's just you know. Yeah. You just gotta pull your own slot machine. Yeah, I learned. I learned recently. I was like, I. You know, cause, you know, you got young comics and you know younger people. You know, they see you and like, oh my god, I, I, I guess I need some advice. Uh, what should I? And, I'm, and, and now I'm like, I'm, I can't tell you what to do because what worked for me may not work for you, and what worked for others, you know, it's like 
and I, I say this, I'm like, like Kevin Hart. What Kevin Hart did to get to where he was at now, that whole path is dead because everybody's following that path. It's just yeah. easier for you to blaze your own path. Don't, you know, just yeah. like look at it for guidance. Like, okay, this is what he did. But in order, but now you have a bunch of sheep following that path. And I'm not calling people sheep, but that's basically, that's what they're doing. So it's like, okay, what are we going to, you need to just find out what works for you and then go that way and just keep going that way. Because you can create faster than anybody can replicate. Uh, all, the, the messed up part about that, what you just said, is that all the advice that someone can tell you, mm-hmm. you, I didn't want to hear when I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> like, people were like, hey, every time you go on stage, try to kill. Yeah. Work. Go on stage. Do it. Like, don't burn bridges. You don't have to be in a group to be accepted. Be yourself. Like, just all the basic, be nice to everyone. You never know who's going to be where in a couple years. So don't do not do that. Like, those, those are the most basic of things. And then you turn around and that's kind of, don't do bad business. If you owe people money, give it to them. Do good by people. Like, yeah. don't, hold, don't hold opportunities. You'll be known for somebody who just takes, takes, and takes and never gives. Like, it's just the basic stuff. That everybody's like, that's it. It's like, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah. The rest of it, like you said, the rest of it will happen the way it's supposed to happen for you. But those are the basics. That is that is the bounce pass of comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's like one foul. This is all you need to know. And and like now, take that and do with that what you will. Yeah, I mean, you, you cr- cross over your own, but you do have to know how to bounce pass. Yeah, you definitely. <laughs> You do. You definitely have to find an open man. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, and or woman. Just you gotta find. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or you just end up being the dude doing like globe trotter tricks in a two three zone. Like, what are you doing? Pass. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> and wonder why you're on the bench. Like, just pass the ball. Yeah. But shoot, man. Let's um. Let's go ahead and put a pin in that one, man. This is, I, I could. We could talk about this forever. And um and I don't know if our audience want to talk about want to hear us talk about this shit. <laughs> but sorry, oh, sorry, audience. This is just how it's just how we talk when we get together. Yeah, yeah. But uh oh yeah, that, I got and this this might help. Uh, you're also a Christian comic, right? You just you, could you do church shows as well? Like uh, that's yeah. that's some advice I never follow. Uh, where it was like write all your jokes clean, um, which I do. I do write all my jokes clean, whatever. But it was like because you want to cut your you want to cut your money short. And I and I remember that piece of advice, and because you want to do church shows, and I have yet to do a church show, and I think it's because even though I write my jokes clean, my material, my <laughs> my topics may not be uh, uh, collect your plate ready, if that makes sense. <laughs> if it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, I, I am a Christian. Um. If people want to call me a Christian comic, that's fine. I'm also a black comic and a comic from New Jersey and a HBCU comic. Like, yes, I'm all of those things. Um, when, it, when it comes to performing at churches, I always, I'll give you a trick of the trade. This is something that I always do regardless of where I go, mm-hmm. is, you, is never go to a church or never submit to a church without pl- listening to at least one sermon from the pastor of that church because every church has its own culture okay and its own and its own heartbeat and whatever whatever the, he or she whatever that pastor whoever that pastor is that is the singular voice in that in that culture so the things that will, the things that will be tight the things that will be over the line the way that they receive humor the analogies, the way they hear, the way they receive, will all pretty much fall in line with that singular voice. So if you hear that, you'll have an understanding. And plus they introduce the names, if his wife, first lady, co-pastor, like every church is different. But if you if you know what that voice is, it'll give you, man, such a leg up on knowing how to approach it. So, man, I've... I don't think I've ever told anyone that. So that's a nugget for anyone. I'll, to I'll place that in my in my nugget folder. For sure. <laughs> I'll place that in my nugget folder. It's like it's like coming to your house 
it's like it's like coming to your house to to have dinner with you and I have no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. And just being like, well, I've been to houses before. It's like, no, that's not <laughs> like, no, I know you've been to houses, but you haven't been to my house. Yeah, <laughs> this is a whole different house. <laughs> right. You can't you'd be like take your shoes off. Like, no, I don't have to take my shoes off. I, I've been to houses before. <laughs> It's like no, no. Every it's the a church is called the house of the Lord. Every house is different. So, you know, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, I just I just want to put that out there um, for everybody. That you know, I, I I don't really have a purpose. I just want to put that out. In one minute, I was like, I think I have a. I don't I don't have a reason. Yeah. A purpose. But for the record, yes, Jesus is all right with me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's and I'd like to say that a lot of I think a lot of your success comes with the fact that you're like you're like you're you're like like Christian Christian like it's like you and Tommy Teller I don't know who's I don't know who's neck and neck for Jesus. <laughs> I don't know which one is I don't know which one of y'all are neck and neck. But I think I think I think Tommy gets the nod because he has the Tommy Teller girl, so technically he has deacons. I don't have deacons. <laughs> Like he has a whole, he has a whole congregation. I don't even I don't. I just, it's just me and my wife. So I I think if God had to choose which one of us goes to heaven first, I think it's Tommy. <laughs> I don't know, but you did it right though. You did it. You did it. You did it. You're doing it right though. You you got married first. Yeah, well, you know. Mm. But here's the thing: I, when people when you say that you're a Christian, people think that there's no balance there. Like just because I yes I'm a Christian, and yes. There's certain things that I just don't do, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I was always perfect. It doesn't mean I always was serious about my relationship with God. Like I've made mistakes like anybody else. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've had as good of a time in comedy as I have. Cause I don't walk around being like, Hey brother, what's going on? Hey, what's up with that drink, brother? Time for you to put that drink down. You don't want to go to hell. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. I don't walk around trying to change people. Cause I don't want people to walk around trying to change me either. So yeah, I feel like, I, I can accept you as you are and love you as you are. And then if you come to me with questions or like I've had comics who've been like, yo, can I come to church with you? And that's been great. But I'm also not like beating people over the head. Like I've lived a perfect life. Like, nah, I, 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 I to this day still have a lot of areas to grow. That doesn't mean that I'm doing everything everybody else is doing, but it does mean that I can see my own humanity. And I don't think they're exclusive of each other. So you didn't even ask me for that answer, but I just felt like saying it. My bad. No, that's cool because I bought a, I bought the fact you was a Christian comic and there was no direction after that. It was just <laughs> you were you were trying to end it. I'm like Jesus. <laughs> My bad. I love you. <laughs> I love God. You love God. That's right. the truth. That's the Tisha Campbell joy. Yo. That was my joy, yo. I don't know. Yo, the fact that you call her Tisha Campbell is funny to me. That's not Tisha Campbell? It's uh, Tisha Campbell's from Martin. Which, which Campbell is that one? That's, that's Erica Campbell. I knew no. it. No, that is Erica it, Campbell. Yes, you called her Tisha Campbell. Yeah, my bad. You, you, th- you, think, you think Gina made a gospel song? <laughs> What's say about you? I don't know. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that video, and uh, I was like, "This is this is." I think that's what give gospel a bad rap when you start trying to hip hop. You, you do you go you, they do overboard hip hop. Like she had the big glasses on and like the bedazzled shirts, and now like that's not it. <laughs> but but all right. So here all right. Here, so here's my issue with that though. Mm. I'm from Jersey. I grew up on Biggie. And yeah. Nas, I grew up on all of that. So, if you play like Juicy right now, I would probably still go ham. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if I had to make a music video, I would probably try to make a, a 90s or 2000 bad boy video. Okay. But people are like, oh, come on, brother. You're supposed to be saved. We are... Where your tuxedo and your Bible at? Like, nigga, I like jeans. I, I wear jeans like you. Like, why? Why can't wear jeans? I can't wear jeans like you. Like, what? You, you don't wear jeans because you'll just take them back the next day. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I, I mean, I'm not wearing Skechers though. Like, I'm not. I'm not that far down. I do yeah. like an affordable shoe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, just because you're Christian, don't mean you like didn't grow up on. Like, she probably, when you watch that video, don't you think, like, she grew up on, like, 80s rap or 90s rap? 
Nah, man. I, when I watch that video, I'm like, I'm, she's like an aunt who's trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. What, what, like, the, even like the glasses. She had the glasses on. I'm like, what are we doing? What are, what, are you, what are you doing? Come on, auntie. Auntie, come on. Not like this. <laughs> I thought the video was dope. I do get it. Like, when people, the funny part is like, even comics, mm-hmm. like when a gospel artist does something, they'll text me and be like, "Yo, what's up with your boy?" I'm like, "Nick, I don't, I don't know him. Like, why, why do you, why do you keep calling me every time something happens? And, like, something comes out about a pastor who did something wrong, and they're like, "Yo, yo, yo, what's up with your boy?" And I'm like, "I didn't, I didn't take, I didn't do that. Why are you calling me? I, don't have to, I can't explain every single bad person in the world. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe Kason. I don't know. Maybe." Maybe you could. I mean, I, I try, but you know, I do. I just do. I do my part. I'm, I'm doing my ones and twos. <laughs> hey man, uh, real quick, I just, I, I appreciate you. I remember there was a point. There was a point we was rolling hard for like three straight months, uh, maybe like a month. Uh, and in those months, I had to go buy a pair of pajamas and do that Seven Eleven video for your, uh, your spe- <laughs> for your special. It popped up on my timeline for some reason. And all uh, right. I would like to explain it because it sounded really sketchy the way you just said that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I did not make Mike go buy pajamas to come to my house and film a video. Like it's just I didn't I didn't, I didn't like the way that the way you phrased that made me feel. I'm sorry. So Beyonce had a the song Seven Eleven, so we actually re-recorded the sketch and actually went to a Seven Eleven. And did a music video that is actually still on YouTube, and I, I am gonna repost that. We should repost that one day, okay? So people, so people can see it. Um, we, um, when I drop this, when I drop this, um, I actually put the link in the in the joint because it's probably gonna come out sometime in July, and I'll let you know. And then um, when I post that, then I'll put the we can put the link underneath it. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. But um, but yeah, but yeah, you had us, you had us in the um, but yeah, you had us in the um, yeah. What you forgot was that we had to go buy matching pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, do you remember the real messed up part? Is originally we were all supposed to buy onesies. Yeah, but but it was the springtime or something, so there weren't any. Target didn't have any onesies, so we just switched to pajamas at the last minute. <laughs> and we all just bought the same pair of pajamas. It was, it was, <laughs> we all bought the same pair of pajamas. Because I still follow, um, I can't, uh, I'm still friends with the light-skinned dude. He's a he's a pastor. Uh, Terrence Hobbs. Yeah, Terrence Hobbs, who uh, yeah. I, I, um, I didn't know was a pastor until I randomly, <laughs> like that Sunday, and he was he was preaching. I'm like, oh, man, I ain't never got to no, leave my he house. wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't become a pastor until a year ago. Oh wow. Okay. He, he was a stand-up comedian until a year ago. Okay. So he retired. He done. <laughs> he said he done like he blew out his ACL. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, he done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I, I I haven't talked to him about it, but I do think. He is in full. I think he's in ministry full time now. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause, yeah. It, it, I was like, I remember he was doing the shows, and then it was like, boom, pastor. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, but because that was like three or four years ago, like maybe five years ago, um, when since did the video. So you know, that's crazy, man. You look at the amount. If you look at time, and see how people change, like if you like if you put like a if you if you put like five years up, right, and then you're like, okay, what 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 has happened in five years? You would see, like, how, how many people are, like, what they're doing from what they did before, what they did now, who's cool, mm-hmm. who ain't cool, um, who's here, who ain't here, who's dead, who's alive. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you, you don't really realize, that if you did, like, a five-year microscope and it's, and it's of friends and just, like, look and, like, man, a lot has changed in five years. And then, like, Legit. the bubbles pop up. <laughs> Legit. Let's, let's, do this in, let's do this again in five years and talk about it. Oh, hey, man. Hey, we got to stay alive for five years. That's all. <laughs> hey, listen, man. We, we keep working out so we can do it, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, how's that coming for you, though? It's not. Okay. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, so far, I've lost 23 pounds. Okay. And uh, um, it's going well. I just actually finished working out not too long ago. Okay. It's going well. Hopefully, by the time people hear this, I've lost more weight um but yeah it's going how about you man uh, are you staying, 
Be staying consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, the woman is making me stay consistent as much as possible. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm about, I'm about, I'm 20 pounds. I lost 20 Let's pounds. Let's go. Um, about 4% body fat. I lost, yeah, about close to 4% body fat. Um, so, yeah, the stomach has gone down, man. I remember I looked at the footage from my, my, my second album. Yeah. And I saw a picture. And I didn't realize how far my stomach stuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Until like now. And I was like, my God, y'all just let me walk around like this, looking like a. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, just, y'all just let me go out like this. <laughs> Won't nobody go say nothing. Just, just go like. Ah. <laughs> that is trash, yo. Shoot, man, let's wrap this up, man. Hey, uh, don't go to where. Hey, one more time, everybody. Thank you for doing this again, Kason, uh, for being on. Uh, let me cue up my 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 clapping noises. Thank y'all. Thank you, Kason, for being on, man. Oh, my pleasure, bro. Uh, don't go nowhere. I'm gonna talk to you offline at that service corner. Uh, for everybody else, uh, we'll be right back on the Old Mike Radio podcast. Yeah, yeah, and that's my man, Kason Wilson. Yes, sir. That was fun. Did y'all enjoy yourselves? It's always good talking to the, talking to the homies. Known that man for over 10 years. Uh, watch him grow from a Howard graduate to a, a husband. Um, stand-up comedian, always um, performing. Uh, just just, just all, all, around, all around good dude. You don't really meet good people, that many good people in comedy, but when I like to meet them, uh, meet good people, I have to keep them close, hold them close, try to give them their flowers while they're alive, um, while they're upright, as I say. And that being said... We are out of here. Um, thank you again for listening. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Oh, might be on YouTube. Um, I have a link in here as well. Also, subscribe, sub, 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 subscribe to the podcast. Share it, like it, comment, email me if you got some questions, some comments. I've uh, in the season at the season finale of this one. I'll read all of the emails and all of the comments. That's a new feature I'm going to add on as well. Also, uh, I'm on TikTok, Old Might Be 757. As I got all Old Might Be 757 on Instagram. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been listening, all the ones and twos. I really appreciate y'all. Shout out to my man, Infrared Crypto, for the beats. Uh, thank you again. Shout out to K-Song Wilson. Until we meet again, everybody, that's a wrap. Charity, take us out. Hey, it's your girl, Charity Sade. When I'm not hosting Comedical Relief at Wonderland Ballroom, you can catch me listening to the Open Mic Radio Podcast.